welcome to the Motorsport Coaching Podcast, sponsored by Motivate Training and Management. This is a podcast where we talk to drivers and industry experts to help you maximize your performances on and off the track. Let's get started with today's show. So welcome to the show, Marcus. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So I am excited because you are one of my first speed way drivers for 2019. And of course, you're coming off your maiden win um, on December 27th at Parramatta. So congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's good. Good to get Marky off the back. Sure. Yeah. So it's kind of hasn't really been that long time coming though, has it? Yes and no. I've put a lot of, a lot of effort in. So kind of, it's good to get something out. Uh, yeah. Still, still climbing my up the ranks, that's for sure. Yeah, so let's go from the start from your career. So you started off initially motorbikes when you were about five? Yeah, exactly. I started riding some bikes with my brother and that's what we did. And Dad used to take us around racing. And then when I got a little bit older, Dad wanted me to start racing go-karts. So that's what I did. But I preferred bikes. But if I wanted to race sprint cars, I had to go down that way. So <laughs> that's what we kind of did. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you, know you want to race sprint cars or did your dad want yeah. you? <laughs> I always definitely wanted to race sprint cars. It's yeah. just, I did, wasn't interested in go-karts at all because, yeah, motorbikes was a lot more adrenaline in it. It's a lot more exciting for me. Yeah, I always wanted to do sprint cars. I've been working on dad's car since I was probably nine. I got to start driving when I was 16, so... Fantastic. But you did have a good uh, result in the karting, so you, you won an Australian championship, like, in the first 12 months, didn't you? I think it was my second year. I'm not sure. I can't really remember. Yeah, it wasn't too bad at the carts, but it's nowhere near as enjoyable as spring car racing and all the rest of it, that's for sure. Yeah, so let's talk about your spring car championship. So you started um, in around about 2015? 2015 yeah, yeah. 2015-16 season. Yeah, and you won the Rookie of the Year? Yeah, I got the Rookie Year at Raceway, so that was good as well, yeah. Yeah, and so in order to get that, like, how many races were you doing? Um, I know that like, the series has definitely changed from back then to now, to how many rounds and so forth. So just talk us through a bit. Yeah, I think it was just 21 rounds. It was just, like, sort of the track championship. Mm-hmm. And I was just rookie of the year at Valvoline Raceway. So got that my first season, which was pretty good. And got a couple top tens, I think, which is pretty good for a rookie, I think. Yeah, wasn't too bad. Yeah, so you've had a couple of podiums um, throughout the last three or four years. Yeah, I've got about four here. <laughs> so, yeah. So, and the last time I've um, got here was um, second place last year, second place in March of last year. So really over the last 12 months you've been, well, sorry, March to December, um, that seven, eight months period you were working hard to, to get that monkey off your back, so to speak. Yeah, my last season when I started kind of coming through and understanding how it all works around me and, just getting on top of the car has been the problem lately and we're starting to get a good firm grip on it and speed's kind of showing in top five every night so so far since Christmas started so keep the ball rolling. Yeah fantastic and so what is the grand plan for 2019? Just keep working hard and racing really um I'll end up back in America once the Australian season's done and racing over there which I generally have been doing since I started and Uh yeah just focusing on our season at the moment that's about it between that and work, that's true. So what do you do for work? Or, or is racing a sprint car your full-time career? Nah, definitely not my full-time career. Um, I work for my parents as in the machine shop, doing fitting machining. So, yeah, that's my trade and that's my apprenticeship. That's what I'm doing. So yeah. I was going to say, have you done an apprenticeship or are you currently doing one? I'm um, going on my third year, so mm-hmm. 
yeah, that's what I do. So finish that, and then I'd say I'd get become a tr- get my trade in that, and then I'll get a lot more into racing and probably spend a whole six months or to eight months in America once I get a trade. So yeah. And do you feel like there's a lot of pressure for you to live up to your surname, or I'm sure you get asked that question a lot. <laughs> or you are who you are, and you don't really care what kind of. Oh, uh, I know. No, I know where I've come from, and I've got a lot of respect and I'm not going to say I'm going to be better because I know that's pretty much near impossible these this you can't really do what my dad's done as far as I'm concerned and I don't think anyone really will so I just want to do the best things I do and live up to it that way because yeah I don't think I'm ever going to be racing those many things and whatnot so but oh oh well (laughs) just see what happens hey so you just had a birthday did you turn 18 or 19 Turned 19 August last year, yeah, so getting a little bit older. Yes. So tell us for those people who don't really know the difference between racing in Australia to racing in the US, like what's it like as far as like one, the competition, but two, the fan base, three, um, the fan experience. How, how does it differ from here to, to them? Well, it's a lot more like everyone gets a lot more pumped up in Australia, I find, whereas America you just you roll in and race. Like, no one knows who's going to be there sort of thing. And it's, yeah, there's a lot less pressure put on a driver in, in America, that's for sure. But the talent's a lot a lot stronger. So it's harder over there. But it's just a whole different atmosphere in Australia again. So but like it that way, it's good. So Yeah, so they're really diehard fans, the, the Speedway crowd, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they definitely are, that's for sure. And kind of get that with every sport, you'd say, like winning vet supercars and Moto GP and all that, they're all, they're all diehard fans, so, or else they wouldn't be out there. Yeah. And apart from your dad, have you got any mentors or have you had any correction from any other drivers that you look up to? Just my crew chiefs, really, between them and my, my brothers. And, yeah, it's just kind of in-house sort of deal. I've never really – I've got a little bit some some days, like, it's pretty – you get some days – like top guys from World of Outlaws will give you a couple of words of wisdom and what you should be thinking about and what you should be doing and you take them on board and they generally go pretty good. Like the other night when I won, I had Jeff Leakes there tell me what I what I should be thinking and, yeah, it didn't work out too bad. So that was good. And what kind of other training do you do, if any, to, to race every weekend? Do you have a rigorous, um, vigorous, sorry, um, fitness routine or you're conscious of, of what you eat or do you do any mind preparation stuff before you be grace? Not really. I'll just go to the gym four days a week mm-hmm. and just watch what I'm eating Monday to Friday and then the weekend, sort of the <laughs> weekend. But um, I'm not really that vigorous on it to say. Pretty relaxed. You know, only in a car for 10 minutes, so. Yeah. Even though it's a pretty demanding ten minutes, it's it's kind of to race the sprint cards, you don't really can't do much about it in the gym. It's just learning how they work and being calf fit because people like my dad are pretty old and they'll have our sprint car and they barely crack a sweat and then you've got a gym freak rock up and race one for ten laps and they about die. Like it, yeah. It's just yeah, getting to know the race cars and getting race car fit really. Are the cars heavy with in all that mud? Like no, they only weigh about fourteen hundred, about fifteen hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. I can't really. I still I know. Convert that to kilos. Yeah. <laughs> but, um. Yeah. They, so they're pretty light, and then yeah. you got a lot of horsepower as well. So yeah, they're they're really good. 
So I assume that your reaction times though would have to be pretty pretty on cue. Yeah, it's definitely um, you got to react. Like speedway is a lot different than any other sport because you're racing around people wheel to wheel, twenty four other cars on a yeah quarter mile track, and you're getting pretty close at times, throwing slide jobs and everything else, and you got to be prepared for them to do something and just preempt it most of the time because. Things change pretty quick out there when you're moving as fast as we do. Yeah, and I'm just thinking about the driving ability. Um, when you when you won, your brother said that you never take the high line, and so he wasn't expecting to see you up the top there. So what what is that? What's the benefit of driving high and driving driving low for those? It's that no, it's just risk and reward at the end of the day. Running the top, it's you carry a lot more speed, but there's a lot more risk involved because if you can hit the wall or fall off the track and then you lose a lot of spots where he's running the bottom. You can't really mess it up unless you spin out. Yeah, he said that because I generally run the bottom because I don't like following people. <laughs> and I can wanna usually get the bottom going pretty good and everyone's running the top. So I can kind of keep up with them that way. But that night everyone thought it was a good idea to run the bottom. I was like, well, I'm going to go to the top then. So Yeah. Yeah, I don't really have a preferred line, just one. The one no one's on. <laughs> That's right. Just the fastest to get you to the flag. Yeah. May not be the fastest, but as long as no one's in front of me, I'm happy. Yeah. yeah. And so we're just talking about, you know, going to pass somebody. Is, is the car heavy to, to, to move? Like, is there a lot of oversteer or is it just like a boat that you just need to touch it a little bit and it, it goes? Yeah. Like, tell us a little bit about the steering. They uh, re react pretty fast because they're not heavy and we've got power steering and they're driving on the rear tyres very hard. So you don't have to try that hard from the turn they almost do it themselves pretty much mm -hmm. yeah you just you turn pretty hard right down the straight and then to turn left you don't really have to do that much it's just all about keeping the wheels pointing the right way and throttling it is to where you make your speed wow. if you're not throttling it right but you'll <laughs> kind of you learn that in time i don't really think about that much like as far as braking and throttling mm -hmm. i just steer it just my feet kind of just do the rest these days, so yeah. Yeah, you just go into autopilot. Yeah, pretty much. You just yeah, muscle memory. Mhm. Mm and have you had many crashes? <laughs> yeah, I had a big one at the start of the season. Kind of wrecked everything. Yeah. But uh, you get that. But had a few big ones. But I'm still young, so I bounce back pretty fast. So <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really annoy me. And are the cars expensive to repair? Yeah, it depends what you do. Like a top wing. Anytime you roll over, whether it's hard or not, it's $1,500 straight away. It depends on how much you wreck. Like a rear end's 5000 and then, yeah, it's ch chassis another five, front ends, like assemblies, about 1500 And like it all racks up pretty fast if you have a big one, that's yeah. for sure. And how do you fund your sport? Do you have any sponsors or? Um, yeah, um, well, I'm major like sponsors. towards your racing or? <laughs> yeah, well, Valvoline's. The major sponsor of our team, like Matt, Dad and myself, they kind of do a lot for us, help us a lot between that and giving us products. They uh, get us down the road pretty well. And then we've got GKR Transport, which they help us with the fuel for the trucks, which is a major part of it, especially when you've got three transporters going down the road. Like That racks up very fast, faster than you can imagine, really. And just between those two and just being careful on what you're using and not wasting tyres, per se, and just all that sort of things, you, we're doing pretty well. And to race um, at top quality, always making the A game, um, what kind of funds is required to race sprint cars? 
is it like how much is this a cost really like if you're seeking sponsorship is it a hundred thousand dollars per season is it two hundred thousand i'm just putting in comparison to, to circuit racing um yes yeah, not even close to circuit racing really <laughs> but speedway is a funny thing whereas you can't it's good to have the good motors and the rest of that but it all comes down to ability at the end of the day and you're not really going to do so much money won't buy running up the front it's down to the drive the driver really and putting it in the right places at the end of the day and but to run a decent team i don't know whether if you've already got everything you've already got the motor you're looking at about two thousand dollars a race just for motor maintenance and then tires it's about three thousand you're looking at two and a half three thousand each meeting mm -hmm. so that's a rough ballpark generally yeah yeah, and I guess your biggest expense, apart from after you crash a car, would be actually like in fuel, like you said, in accommodation, because you kind of race, you know, Monday night yeah. at Parramatta and then Wednesday night you could be at Adelaide and then Friday you could be at Warrnambool. Yeah, you get around quite a lot and you do have to save expenses when you can, so that's what we try and do. But it definitely differs. It turns on good nylon tyres and bad nylon tyres as well. Some nights you only, you won't even use one, but then some nights you'll do eight tyres. So. They're the, they're the bad nights. Yeah. <laughs> and are tyres expensive? Yeah, they're probably about the same as every other race car out there, about 380 so, like, for left rear and right rear, and front's just a little cheaper. Mm -hmm. But all racing tyres are kind of up there like that. We definitely don't bolt them on like circuit racers do. We Yeah, we try to get as much out of them as we can. Yeah, and so when you go to America, what does your world look like then? Do you live on, or does the Dubsy have a... A unit there. No, I just, I just stay at the car owner. It's like my friend's house. Want to race there and just race and work on the car and just do that sort of thing. And yeah, do what I do get get by really. And does your sister live there? Yeah, my sister lives in Indianapolis, out in Bloomington Way. She's got a boyfriend over there, so yeah, they'll. It's all pretty good when you go over there, you get to visit her and whatnot. So it's good. And so, does the whole family go for that eight month period? Oh, well, I only generally go for two months, but. Months, yeah. yeah that's generally just me i'll go by myself uh, that's what i have been doing the last couple of years and whether matt races there or not we'll be there together so, uh, yeah but it's generally just us as in like just you and your dad or like you and your pit crew or who no nah, you've got your pit crew yeah, over there yeah yeah and just kind of change quite easily and then yeah it's <laughs> just me that go over as long as you get along with your crew chief you would generally be just fine yeah, and what about your race number? Have you always had that number 47? And is there any significant value to that number? Yeah, well, I had it in motorbikes. So I was 147 and it just, yeah, kind of got the speedway and I dropped the one off, so it was just 47. So, yeah, it just it's kind of turned out that way because Matt got 57 because he started early because he's got dad plus another one of his favourite drivers. And then I was like, well, I'll just be four because I can't get... <laughs> Yeah, but I always wanted to be 55, but I couldn't get that, so really? I just went for 47. So huh. kind of established the brand now. I can't really go changing it. Yeah, it's going great. So you've got those lockdown-sponsored um, T-shirts I saw, so they look good. Yeah, that's just a collaboration with them. Like, it just works out a lot easier for myself, and I get the, and they allow me to sell the shirts off their website because it's kind of collaborated with them. It says lockdown on the back, and, yeah, they just... They sell them for me, so it all works out quite well, really. Fantastic. And have you ever done any circuit racing yourself? I know a lot of circuit racers end up racing um, sprint cars or speed cars throughout the, their off-season. What about yourself? Do you flip over uh, and do or have I've done? I've done it. I did one go-kart race. Yeah? Yeah, 
a lot of practice laps near one go-kart race, but it just wasn't my kettle of fish. Yeah? Yeah. I didn't do it too bad, but it just wasn't exciting enough for me, really. <laughs> it didn't do it for me. The need for speed. Yeah. No, well, they are pretty fast. It's just how close you race to people and passing, and it happens a lot more in motorbikes and speedway, I find. And like, I wouldn't mind, say, um, road racing bikes because <laughs> that's pretty wild. I don't, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And have you got any friends or networks that race in the motorcycle? Um, not particularly, no. But, yeah, I just enjoy watching it when I can. Generally turn on the MotoGP and keep on track with that. Yeah, watch all that. So. And who's your favourite driver in there? Rider. Um, A rider. Yeah, always used to like Valentino Rossi, obviously. And then yeah. I liked Mark Marquez too, but he's just... Once they get really good and start winning and winning, you, you want to find someone else that's not so good. You want to see them go good, so because you're kind of doing the same in your career. So yeah, don't mind watching Jack Miller and yeah. all those guys too. So yeah, any of the Australian guys. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And so you just mentioned Marcus when you're away from the track, you like doing um, motorbike riding, and I see you like doing skiing. Um, I also read that you like singing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just to do singing when I was at school, all through high school and whatnot, I was, yeah, lead singer of the band. But yeah. Yeah, so just started race, racing and working and kind of don't do it anymore. Ah, so what kind of music do you sing? Are you singing musicals? Are you doing rock? Or are you doing nah, rock? more like rock sort of thing, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, and it's sort of rock, I can generally do it. So when you had your maiden win, did you um, hit the karaoke bar that night or? Nah, just because we had to race the, the night after, just went straight to the car wash and oh, got to really? work. Yeah, didn't really get to celebrate it, but oh well. Oh. So what's one of your favourite racetracks, either in Australia or in America, when it comes to racing? Well, Parramatta's always really racy. It's just hard to get a grip on it first. Once you kind of get a grip on it, you've got yourself sorted so it's, it's a really racy track and it's fun when it's generally always fun over here so but that and then in america a track in california called ocean speedway that's i don't mind racing there yeah it's it's definitely a fun track racing there and then you've got all the big tracks which i haven't raced at but mm -hmm. i'm sure when i race there they'll be on my favorites and is that your ambition just to have a long life spring car career like your dad's or I don't know if I want to race as long as Dad. I just want to have a successful career and yeah. just enjoy what I'm doing, really. And Speedway is the funnest part of my life, so that's why I'm doing it. And I guess I'll just keep doing it till I'm not enjoying it anymore. And then I'd say that's when I hang up the wheel. But, yeah, I reckon I'll be enjoying it for a fair few years to come. Yeah, for sure. We can't wait to see what happens in that coming years. So what's um, coming up for you the next couple of weeks? What race meetings do you have? Um, so tomorrow night it's the Scott Daly and the night after. So that's a the biggest race in Sydney on our calendar. So that's a really good one to go and watch. And then we go to the President's Cup in Avalon. That's on the Wednesday. And then you go drive to Mount Gambia again for the King's Challenge. That's on Thursday. And then it's a classic Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then we got to load up and drive across the country and get to Brisbane to race on Wednesday. And that's the Australian title Friday, Saturday. And do you drive all together in a truck or who drives or do you have um, a I have I can drive smaller trucks, but someone's lending me, uh, Wayne Rout is uh, lending me his Sammy and Prime Mover, so yeah. I can't really drive this because I only got a little smaller truck <laughs> licence, but 
yeah, we all generally travelling together because when something goes wrong, it's a lot easier when we're all together. So we're generally, yeah, travelling a pack of three. Yeah. So we've got each other's back at the end of the day. So, yeah, Fantastic. it's a lot easier doing it that way. Yeah. Where's mum? She's over it now. She just stays home. Um, no, mum still comes away. Yeah, she'll come away with us to the Classic. And when we're away for a couple of weeks at a time, she'll come with us and just hop in the truck. Yeah. Yeah, we'll all just ride up together. So it's all. Do you play games in the truck? <laughs> Plug in the AUX and chill out and just look out the window. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for your time today, Marcus. I really appreciate it. No worries. And all the best for the 2019 uh, rest of the race season for you. Yeah. Um, we've got a couple more race meetings to go. Uh, we'll be following you. Um, in the show notes, I'll put the links to your Facebook group, yeah. uh, Facebook and um, website. Yeah, no worries. Fantastic. Well, thank you again, Marcus. I really appreciate your time. Uh, thank you. Well, thanks everyone for listening to this week's show. I really hope you enjoyed that one as much as I did. Now, remember all the show notes with the links and the specials mentioned in today's show are available over at motivatetraining.com.au. If you haven't already, I'd really appreciate it if you could head to iTunes or Stitcher, type in Motorsport Coaching, subscribe and leave us a review. Each week, I'll read them out and you'll go into monthly draw to win a fantastic prize. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at motivatetraining.com.au or head over to our Facebook page at Motivate to Tea. Until next time, take care.